Welcome to episode number 26 of In the Word with Mel Bennett, a study of scripture passages from the Word of God. My name is Steve Webb, and we're so glad you're with us today. Pastor Bennett's subject today is thankfulness. He sent me this message the day after Thanksgiving, but I took a few days off because I had family in from out of state, so I'm late getting this episode out, which I apologize for. As I said at the top of this episode, this is episode 26. I'll post episode 27, which he sent today, I'm recording this on Saturday, December 5th, this coming Tuesday, December 8th. Pastor Bennett's scripture today is 1 Thessalonians 5.18, so let's open our Bibles and see what Pastor Bennett has for us. Pastor? Thank you, Steve. We're late for Thanksgiving, but our message today is on thankfulness. Be thankful. And I'm using 1 Thessalonians 5 and 18 for our text. This is what it says. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. As Paul writes to the Thessalonians and is telling things that believers should do, he says give thanks, but not only to give thanks, but in everything give thanks. We live in a world that seemingly wants to criticize and find fault in everything rather than be thankful for what we have from the hand of God. My prayer today is that God will help us to be more thankful than we have been in the past. Listen to the psalmist in Psalm 103, verse number 2. David says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. If we consider all the blessings of God that he's bestowed on us, how can we help but praise him and be thankful? The psalmist sets out five great benefits that God has given us. Verse number 3 says, who forgives all your iniquities. God's forgiveness is comprehensive, first of all. He forgives all our iniquities. This is the marvel of his grace and kindness toward mankind, that he forgives every kind of sin, no matter how great or small. Sometimes we think, God, we, what we have done is too big for God, but nothing is too great. Or we think that, well, this is just a little tiny sin but sin is sin, no matter what it is. And he says, no matter how great or small, God forgives all our sins. Secondly, God's forgiveness is constant. It never ends, praise God. The idea here points to the liberty that comes to us when forgiveness removes the burden of sin. When I remember the heavy load of sin that was removed from my account, now and forever, I cannot help but be thankful. God forgives all my sins, and he does it constantly until I go to be with him. Secondly, in verse number 3b, the second part of the third verse, he says, who heals all our diseases. There is healing for the body, that is the physical healing. There were a great number of diseases in Peter's day when he wrote the scripture that we used for a text. The idea for preserving him was the favor and mercy of God for which he gives thanks. We can all thank God for his favor to us in forgiving us and bringing healing to our bodies, especially today with the virus running rampant as it seems to be. We thank God for his preserving power who keeps us 
physically well. Praise God. Secondly, there is healing for the soul. The main thought in healing of diseases seems to be for the physical body. However, it is not limited to that. Sorrow is also included in the healing of God. A friend may offer a degree of comfort in this time of sorrow, but God is the only one who can heal our sorrows. Therefore, the word of God is the greatest source of comfort in the time of sorrow that we have. Let us learn to give thanks for the healing power of God, both physical and emotional. Thirdly, he says, who redeems your life from destruction. This is a wonderful promise of God for, first of all, we are being preserved from enemies. David had many enemies. Think of it, Goliath, King Saul, the paws of the bear, the jaws of the lion, and many others that we could go on and list. But God had preserved him from all of them. In all of his deliverances, he recognized that it was God who had delivered and not him. David rejoiced in his Redeemer, and we need to do the same when we recognize that it is never our own skills, but God who works all things for our good. Then we truly are thankful to him. Be glory forever and ever. Amen. Secondly, we are being preserved from accidents. We face many dangers every day, on the job, in the home, on the highway, no matter where we go, but God watches over us and preserves us from harm. I could tell of many times that I have seen the hand of God as he kept my very life from being put out. Uh, think just recently when I fell down the stairs, cracked my head on the cement, and yet never lost consciousness or anything. I spent a day in the hospital and a time with six stitches in my head, but thank God I was preserved for my life. I lived, and I'm here today to tell the story of the grace and the mercy of God. I remember a time when my wife and I were traveling in evangelism. We were driving through Iowa, and that was before the days of the interstate freeways. We were driving through Iowa, and we were coming out of the town around a curve, and a big semi went by a big truck with uh, gas in the back big tanker truck and uh, it was bouncing the truck I knew it was going to eventually go around it seemed but I never watched I went on around about a half mile on down the road uh, a man waved us over as he tried to pass us and waved us over and said please stop and I pulled over and he was just white he said he was in front of me and I had passed him but uh, he he had seen this truck coming and and had watched as it began to jump and he thought, oh, dear Lord, that's going to get those people. And he said, I watched, and it, the second it went behind you, just immediately it went on over and over the hill and down and uh, tumbled away. Listen, friend, I could have, my wife and I and our child could have been killed in that accident, but God preserved us at that time, I believe, and I'm thankful to him for his preserving power. Praise God. The second part of the fourth verse says, Who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. First of all, God's love lifts us. When I think of all the human wreckage, engulfed and sunk in the depths of sin, only God can get beneath it and reach the lowest sinner. It is never too far. Perhaps you're asking the question, Is it, have I gone too far? I remember a dear friend that I had in Colorado who needed the Lord so desperately. He was a good friend, a good man, but he was a lumberjack, and he used foul language, and he worked in the trees with a hard bunch of men, 
and he thought he had sinned far too much for God. He said, if I can get good enough, God will forgive me. Listen, it's not a matter of getting good enough. God loves you just like you are, and he's willing to bring you forgiveness and cleansing from all of your sin. Listen to these words from the mouth of God to us today. If I make my bed in hell, he says, David said, you are there. And God says back to us, where sin abounds, grace did much more abound. Praise the name of the Lord. God reaches beneath the depth of our sin. There is no human wreckage that his love cannot reach and redeem. What a gospel we have. No wonder we sing, love lifted me, love lifted me. When nothing else, when all else would fail, love lifted me. And I say for his redeeming love, I am thankful to God today. Secondly, God's mercy sustains us. When I, as David, did look back over my life, I realized there were many times I slipped and could have been lost, but God in his loving mercy kept me by his power, and yet today I can proclaim his love and mercy to me. Thank God we have a high priest who is touched with our weakness and hears our penitent cry. He sustains us when we would fall. Praise God. He is the keeper of all. Verse number five says, who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord fills our soul with that which satisfies, first of all. God daily gives us a deep and lasting inner satisfaction. Listen to a description of Abraham's last years. It says, Then Abraham breathed his last and died in a good old age, an old man and full of years, and was gathered to his people. That's Genesis 25, verse number 8. The Hebrew word for full there, he lived a full life here, is the same as satisfy in our text. Abraham died in an old age and was satisfied, praise God. As I get older, I'm asked many times whether I have any regrets. And my answer is always the same, yes, of course. But in spite of all my regrets, I can honestly say God has kept me by his power and I am satisfied with an unsatisfied satisfaction. I love that statement. It's a quote from an old minister, but oh, so true. I'm satisfied with an unsatisfied satisfaction. Praise God. I'm so thankful for the deep satisfaction God gives to his people today. Secondly, the Lord renews our youth like the eagles. This is the life of a Christian's maturity, a life of spiritual vigor. We may grow old in the body, but we can remain strong in faith. Advancement in years need not dim our joy in Christ Jesus. Praise God. Years may take their toll, and we may become weak in body, but the Bible says the inward man is renewed day by day. I'm thankful that though I'm 84 years of age, I still am renewed by my Lord daily. Let me talk to you for a few moments in conclusion. May we learn to be thankful by thinking of God's goodness. May we learn to think and thank those two words, just one letter makes a difference in those two words, but they're beautiful words that fit together. Think and thank always, for this truly is God's will for each of us. Think and you will thank, praise God. Finally, I think of his goodness. As I think of his goodness, I want to thank God for a few personal things. I thank God, first of all, for a loving family, my wife, my three daughters, my grandchildren, which are such a blessing as I watch them reach maturity. I thank God for so many good friends, which I have had over these years of ministry. And finally, I thank God for this nation in which I have been blessed to live. We have many problems today, 
and we're not necessarily pleased with things that we are happening in our nation and in the world, but we believe God is in control, and so we are thankful. We're thankful we can trust that all is well if it is in His hands. When I was a little child in Aurora, Colorado, there was a dear family in the church by the name of Rodig. They lived just up Old Street from us, and we kept in touch over the years. At 95 years of age, Mrs. Rodig's granddaughter compiled a book of 21 of her, of her favorite poems that Mrs. Rodig had written over the years. My dear friend, Sister Rodig, as we knew her, then not Mrs. Rodig, I called her Sister Rodig all the time, sent me a copy, and I would like to share one written on January 10th, 1944, entitled Resting. Sister Rodig was over 95 when she sent me this copy over 15 years ago while I was pastoring here in California. I don't know how long she lived after that. She probably lived another 10 years, maybe. I don't know. But God blessed her, and she had beautiful talent of writing poetry. I love poetry and listen to the words of this work, Poetry Resting. As I sit here and scan the past, my soul wells up with praise, no matter how the storms may last. On or numbered be the days. This thing I know, he always cares and never leaves his own. Why worry when you have his hand? He ne'er will leave thee alone. This thorn-strewn path won't be so long. It leads to gardens fair, where love and joy will reign again, and not a sigh nor care. But while on earth we always feel the dread of rugged ways, it's love that takes away all fears and gives us better days. O oh, love divine, most precious love, we honor, give to thee, the blessed Savior, love divine, who hung on Calvary's tree. I know you'll bring us forth some day, if we will faithful be. Just how or when, I do not know. I leave it all with thee. Praise the name of the Lord. What a beautiful poem, Sister Rody Grove. I'd add this. This is truly the path of resting in the Lord. Join me now in prayer. Our Heavenly Father, we pray that you will make it to blessing of these words that we have shared today. Cause the hearts and lives of men and women to be touched and begin to be thankful. Lord, if they've never received you as their Savior today, no matter what their sin, no matter how desperate they may be, God, you forgive the sinner and you love to bring us to salvation. You rejoice. You said the angels of heaven rejoice over one lost sinner that is brought to God. So, Lord, every time somebody bows their knee at the throne of grace and gives God the praise and acknowledges their sinner and accepts his salvation, you and the angels of heaven rejoice, and we rejoice with them today. Thank you, O God, for our salvation, for the hope that we have. We thank you for family and friends and loved ones that we have known over the years that have come to be so gracious to us. And we give you praise in the name of Jesus and for his glory alone. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Bennett, for that wonderful message. Friends, we do have so many things to be thankful for, don't we? The greatest of which is God's matchless grace. Hallelujah. Feel free to write to Pastor Bennett at pastorb at lifespringmedia.com. Let him know your thoughts. Until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you. 
May he make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.